Are you on the RCR mailing list? Never miss a beat of the news and hard-hitting stories you've come to know and love. Stay in the loop. Visit realitycheck.radio forward slash email. RCR with Paul Brennan. Reality Check Radio. All right, towards the end of last year, we caught up with Casey Costello of New Zealand First, Minister of Customs, Minister for Seniors, Associate Minister of Health, Associate Minister of Immigration, Associate Minister of Police. Obviously, a member of the Cabinet, New Zealand First member of the Cabinet, and she is back with us uh, in 2024. Casey, thanks for coming back on RCR. Thanks very much, Paul. Good to be here. I don't know how you keep up with all that, all that workload, all those hats. Yeah. There's a lot of lot of reading, a lot, a lot of reading. And the best part, I get out to meet a lot of people and engage with the front line a lot more, so that's been brilliant. Yeah, I want to get into how, you know, the issues and stuff and, and, and how things are. But uh, what's it like being in the job since we talked last time, which was uh, towards the end of the year? Obviously, you're sort of getting the into the swing of things. What's it been like? Um, it's really, it's good. They're great people, really committed. Um, the, I, I think the narrative around, you know, politics being cutthroat and all that sort of thing, yeah, there's lots of challenges and lots of issues. But it's people and working with people and getting the best out of your relationship with people, and that's that's one thing that I've that's what I've done in my whole life. So um, I don't I don't mind hard work and I don't mind you know that side of things. It's um it's it's going well and it's the the coalition has been really effective, really good relationships with the the main ministers and and that's been a big part of what I've been working on since I last spoke is building the delegations and appreciating the the responsibilities that I'll hold and how we'll move forward to achieve what we're trying to achieve. What do you make of that latest poll that shows ACT has put on quite a few points? And that tells us that the issue that they, I guess, the most high profile on is really um, registering with Kiwis. I think that's the part that, like, I, I think even D- David Farrar, sort of, you know, who who owns Courier Polling, you know, he, he mentioned the fact that this is about when things are front of mind in the media, um, that's what they pick up and that's what... But it, it shows support for, for the, the work that we're trying to do and, and the, the issues that we're prepared to confront. Uh, it'll, it'll shift and flow and ebb, but when, when that act is front of mind in the media, then that, that will be the influencing people's thought processes as they're you know, making their selection. So... We can, from what you say there, I can take that if the issue makes it to the mainstream media, even if it's portrayed in a particular way, and lots of, enough people see it, that's where that's where the rubber hits the road. Yeah, and I, I think it's also reflecting that that there's an agreement, like there's a support for what that issue is. Like I think if it was something that the the public was strongly opposed to, it would reflect in the polls as well. So I think it's a good indication that that. Most of us are, you know, hardworking Kiwi battlers are, are wanting to have these issues aired, and and they're not afraid of it, as opposed to what the messaging has been given, um, or the the angle that's been approached by the media. I think most of us are saying, yeah, let's, you know, we want to want to see change, and, and and that's what you know, that's what the election said. We want to change. So, yeah. So. You were at Waitangi, right? 
Yep. Yeah. What did you make of the response that uh, the ACT MP Nicole McKee received? I think there's a little bit that you've kind of got to understand the Amari and, and, and how, how things operate. You know, that this is about a lot of posturing, a lot of positioning. Oratory is is the way we, you know, how you present your strength, how you tell your story, the, the, the manner in which you tell it. So that stuff is part of it. I have the greatest admiration for Nicole and, and the way she presented herself and the way she spoke. Um, full credit to her, and that's that's why we all stood up to support her because she was representing the government on behalf of us. And um, but it, it's you know when you look at it from the outside and kind of make it about it being you know opposition, it's part of that environment. It's part of the posturing. It's part of the you know you you. It's not unlike the debating chamber. You know, you've you've got to be able to stand up and take the heckling, and you know, stand up behind your what you're saying, and have the strength to continue saying it no matter what you know the response is. You stick to your narrative and stand by what you believe, and um, and if you have the strongest story and the best argument, you'll win on the day, and and that was what it was about. Okay, so I want to go through some of the issues. And um, this one has me interested, and that is the the treatment in the media around the excise tax, tobacco, and a leaked item to RNZ, and I'll go into that in a moment. What happened there? Tell us about that. Yeah, so this uh, this is a just a distraction and a frustrating distraction, uh, and and you know, health will acknowledge that that what occurred there was. You know, this is a, a significant piece of work. We're all collectively committed to the smoke-free targets. We disagreed with, you know, the, the, the path that the government had taken around a pseudo-prohibition and, you know, retail reduction. We just disagreed with the process by which they were applying it. So it was in both ACT and ours coalition agreement. Even the Greens debated against that legislation when it went through the House. You know, this this is this, this wasn't unusual. Uh, the one of the biggest things that sort of got lost in all this, the very first thing I did as a minister was raise the excise tax. That was the very first thing I did. Which Didn't hear about that. No, nobody mentioned that and that was in the first of January. But so the the document which was Exactly what I've said it is. It was a bunch of campaign messages, policy, you know, historical policy positions. It was a whole range of bullet points. I think there was about 60 bullet points in this document. One of those 60 bullet points referred to freezing the excise tax. And that's what it referred to, a temporary freeze on the excise tax. In amongst 60 other bullet points, one of those bullet points... Well, actually, I think two of them, but one of them specifically says, what would we need to do to kill the t- big tobacco? Like mm. this whole mm. sort of discussion points. Um, although the media's only picked up this one sentence in amongst you know several pages of writing that referred to excise tax and ignored the fact that the first thing I did was raise the excise tax. Uh, so, you know, this is where it's it's just become a distraction because... 
effectively Labor don't want us to undo anything they've done and 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 but as it's playing out the the messaging and what we're trying to achieve is being supported. I think Ash did an article um I think it was about the eighth of February they put an article out about what you know what you need to do to stop people addicted to nicotine um, from smoking. And and the narrative, you know, cutting off supply doesn't stop demand. And and we just think there's smarter ways to target the most at risk communities to give them the tools to make them stop smoking. And I don't support prohibition as the way of doing that. We can look to history for that. It's a no-brainer. Why do you think RNZ is kind of um, down in the weeds on this? Because, well, it'd be fair to say that that particular part of the media supported the previous government. And mm. obviously um, that uh, document that you mentioned and just described, I mean, that wasn't an official release. Someone passed it to them. It's sort of mischief-making, do you think? Yeah, and I I think once you kind of think you've got the gotcha moment and the gotcha moment didn't play out, then you're kind of stuck with trying to push to get your gotcha moment and and that, that was what's occurred in the house and that's what you know, that that narrative has just grown legs and run. Um, but as I've engaged with people and, and you know, ignores the fact that I get numerous emails from people who are acknowledging the fact that they know they should stop smoking. They're addicted. Hmm. They will go without food. They will go without yeah, yeah. things in order to smoke. They want to stop. Vaping doesn't work for them. It's worked for a lot of people. It hasn't worked for them. So what I'm wanting to do is look at the things that will help people who to quit. Um, and and, and I, you know, I'll take the hit for you know, people not being happy with the narrative the media put forward because that's to me it's a distraction i'm here to do a job and and that's what the coalition agreement says we're going to do and i'll do it when i walk through town and see the homeless most of the time they're looking for cigarette butts you know yeah. that don't you? yeah so and why not just give them some free tobacco and then they probably wouldn't well and be and, half the hassle you know and this is the part that people you know i i live you know this is i i live in the real world and i see the harm that this is causing it's an addiction it's an addiction that was a legal product for, you know, forever, and and we now need to work with helping people get off that addiction and, and look at a range of things to help them get off. And we we're talking about two hundred eighty thousand daily smokers, and and that's the number we're dealing with. And okay. This is the the, the 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 target we've got to do. So. We've got to this point doing what we're doing now. We've had the biggest decrease in the last two years without any of these initiatives that the government wanted to bring in. And bearing in mind, everything we're appealing isn't in place. Nothing we're appealing is currently operating. It's all to be introduced. Nothing we're appealing is currently in existence. So we're not undoing anything. We're just stopping things from being done that's going to cause a whole lot of cost and bureaucratic nightmares when I think there's smarter things we can do. Yeah, and um, price is one thing, but um, surely common sense, speaking to the points you're making about helping people get off the substance they're addicted to, at some point price creates another market. I know in Australia, I've got a friend of mine who lives in Brisbane, and there's now black market um, tobacco shops all over the place. You can pick up a packet of fags for about seven or eight bucks, where 
you know, in the supermarket or dairy, they're up 30, 40. So that happens. And that's what you create, isn't it? If if you're sort of using every everything you see is a nail and you've got the hammer and so you whack it as hard as you can every time, it's dumb, isn't it? And, and that was the whole argument. Cutting off supply does not stop demand. And while there's still a demand, you will have people bring it to the market because there's there is a market for it, and we want to make sure that we're stopping the demand, not cut, not just focusing on cutting off supply. And there's a whole other narrative around vaping, and 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 I'm totally committed to controls and stopping because we don't want to put a whole new generation, you know, onto vaping as if that's the be all and end all, and we want people to vape. We don't want people to vape, but we do want to ensure that there's the right tools for those who are addicted to nicotine to be able to stop smoking and that's the narrative and and anybody who's dealt with addiction and this is the you know this the previous government was very big on talking about addiction and understanding addiction and needing special consideration this is an addiction and they did exactly all the things that you shouldn't do when you're dealing with addiction and that's you know basically driving people to an illicit market to products that are even more damaging and the cheap market you know the black market cigarettes are terrible there's no controls over them so i and that, and that's the point but you know it, it's just a story that grew legs and nobody was prepared to stop and actually you know it was one of those classic examples of don't let the facts get in the way of a good story and yeah 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 and um, just for the record, you, you've never been connected or in, in the employ of a tobacco company, have you? I mean, I've been asked so many questions. Like, <laughs> names they're talking about. I've never actually smoked a whole cigarette in my life. I just, I had no association to it at Boy. all. But that, that's always the go-to, isn't it? I wonder, and I want to sort of move into, um, sort of segue into another thing here, but the, the fixation with tobacco where at the same time there's a royal commission of inquiry about to be launched or soon into well it is launched but to to be expanded and morphed into something a bit bigger we can talk about that which you know could speak to some very disturbing statistics of excess death injuries harms uh, lack of safety and effectiveness all those things but no one's interested in that it's tobacco and, and that's what was so frustrating with all the massive things that need to be addressed, that we've wasted so much important time and important political capital by something that, that was effectively being driven by the previous government to distract people from the real stuff that was going on, the massive financial hole we're in, the, the out, you know, the the out-of-control levels of crime, that all of the stuff that was really important things to be discussing, it was a perfect opportunity to distract from all the good work was done by making a whole lot of media noise about something that wasn't even a story. And, and that's what we've got to focus on. And exactly as you pointed out, there's really big, important pieces of work to go ahead. Um, and this was just, I, you know, I felt guilty that, that these amazing people who are doing good work at, yeah, you know, this was this was frontline news. It was just pointless. It was just annoying. But yeah, you know, we'll work through it. Okay, we've heard from John Whitehead, who is one of the commissioners on the Royal Commission of Inquiry, COVID nineteen. He was on RCR about a week and a half ago. And we are aware that people are wondering, you know, how this thing's going to come together. Are the commissioners appropriate? Are they independent enough? Winston talked a lot about 
independent inquiry. I think you've even mentioned that to us when we last chatted. And there is uh, another Commissioner Blakely who seems to have a particular sort of record. Is this shaping up in a way, in your view anyway, that we can be confident it's heading to what a lot of us hope it will be and what it will be? How are you, or how is New Zealand First feeling about this process at the moment, if you don't mind me asking? No, that's fine. So, and, and this is the, the reason why, you know, the push to go to public and get that input into the, the, the scope of this, the, the, the key issues, so that this is being driven from the people who are, you know, needing to have answers. And, and that was that first stage. Um, I will be working with um, the, the minister, you know, that it, it is part of the delegations that have got through health. Um, to be involved in this, and I'm, you know, committed to ensuring that we, you know, we need some answers, and we need to be to broaden this scope to make sure that we are getting all the information we need. And and I'm, you know, it's an important issue, and I, I'm, you know, New Zealand First campaigned on this as well. This is this is something that's not just sitting with ACT; it's sitting with New Zealand First. The government has made, demonstrated their commitment. We, we know all the risks and, and limitations that was in place because of the, um, I'm not quite sure we could call it a, a commission of inquiry, the way it was set up, but, but we will get that result. And the um, part where it says looking into um, impacts on health, that does, in your mind, cover things like uh, you know, injuries, adverse effects, uh, that sort of thing? You know, it, it's you can't exclude. That's that was if this was a health issue. You can't exclude the impacts on health from something yeah. that's so. Um, yeah, it, it has to. But and and that, this is why it was important to to take this first step and and get that engagement from the public. Okay, and just finish up circling back as they say because it is it seems to be the big issue for New Zealanders at the moment, and, and that's why ACT have been doing well lately. Um, what are your, your views on the Treaty Principles Bill from ACT, and will you support it? And what do you think of Luxon coming out and saying he won't support it, what, beyond a certain stage? Well, the, and this is where it's – this is a coalition agreement position to, to get this before the public um, and go through this um, um, to the select committee stage. We've been very clear that that's our commitment. Beyond that, and I know it sounds like political speak and all this sort of stuff, but beyond that, that's what our coalition agreement committed. New Zealand First has some very specific concerns about the whole issue of race relations in New Zealand, about the the, the influence the Treaty of uh, the Waitangi Tribunal has over the direction we're taking. We, there's some really important work to be done in this space, and I just I'm worried about we're going to get you know distracted from having really intelligent conversations by talking about you know what does that mean and what is this bill? We're speculating about what the bill's going to hold. We're speculating what's going to be happening from the select committee stage. We just need to work through a process, but we have our own pieces of work that we're very focused on addressing around. The, the reference to principles and legislation and how that's bogging down our legislative process. There's a whole piece of work that we're, we're focused on. Um, so we've got we've got our agendas, but there is common ground in there around what we're trying to achieve, which is improving our ability to move forward as a country with you know, one people before the law.
All right. Good to catch up with you. Thanks for your time, Casey Costello. No worries. Thanks very much, Paul. RCR with Paul Brennan. Reality Check Radio. Thank you for tuning in to RCR Reality Check Radio. If you like what you're listening to, dislike what you're listening to, either way, we want to hear from you. Get in touch with us now. You can text us with your message to 2057. That's 2057. Or email us at inbox at realitycheck.radio. We would love to hear from you. So connect with us today.